is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. It's a Thursday edition of the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. I did get out of bed this morning and producer Alicia backed me up on this. <gasps> I got out of bed and I, I felt real intense Friday vibes. Oh my God. It, can't, it honestly can't come quick enough. Yeah, well, you've me. had midweek travel oh, and Harry Styles concert. I know. Parents in town. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I did can't you, complain. Did you end up going to your boyfriend's parents' house for dinner? Yeah, last? I went to oh, dinner. Why did and you, you do know what? Back to back appointments. <laughs> they cooked a delicious um, bolognese, though. Okay. I did have to, he picked me up from the airport and we did have to go water the plants at his cafe first, though. Okay. And then I was rewarded with bolognese. All of the important jobs. Oh, I know. Um, hang about on the pod today. Uh, we do producer Alicia's maths in a minute. Yes. Back, summing up the week's worth of Married at First Sight in 60 seconds. Thank goodness. So we don't have to watch nine hours of the show. Um, Wally Lewis got, he didn't get 60 seconds. He no. got closer to five minutes and with good reason. Yes, absolutely. NRL's back, baby. And he tells us, which is good news, which Queensland team he reckons has a real bloody good shot at the premiership. Uh, plus you put it out there too. Strange ways you got your pet. <laughs> yeah. Other than the pet shop. Yeah. Good calls. Great Good call. random and calls. Some very interesting pets that people have. And very interesting people as well too. <laughs> Called through for that one. So hang about. It's coming up. I'm probably going to regret asking you to do this, but we're already here, so let's crack on, shall we? We spoke to a teacher during Alpha Bucks a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. An English teacher. I remember that. We talked about nouns and adjectives, adjectives and verbs, and, and, yeah, and yeah. you had a great song oh, right. to help yeah, you remember. Yeah. yeah, so I learned this in about grade two, I think, and... <laughs> I couldn't remember that an adjective was a describing word. It's a tough thing to remember. So my teacher taught me this little jingle, which she just stole from another song, <laughs> and it just went... It's not a song, but okay. An adjective describes a noun. An adjective describes a noun. In what? An adjective describes a noun. What's... An adjective describes a noun. What song did she steal? It's just... Singing what... <laughs> to rely, rely at a T. Okay, I do. I am Singing having regrets. Singing to rely, rely a... <laughs> So if, uh, like, Clifo... everyone who's just heard that, they will never forget it now. Adjectives, You're welcome. That adjectives are describing words. That's right. If You're you not wrong. If you didn't already know that, now you know an adjective describes a noun and you'll never forget it. <laughs> and, I mean, if you never want to forget it and you just love words and dictionaries, then I've got even more good news for you because dictionary.com have released a list of new word additions. Yay. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. So, uh, this includes the words anti-fragile, liminal space, something you've always wanted to be, a pet fluencer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. someone yeah, I who I know what that is, yeah. is a pet influencer. Yeah, that's even worse than being an influencer yourself. <laughs> a digital nomad, that's all in there. Plus, they've had to update some old words based on the way that we use them now, including hellscape. Uh, which has been around since the 1890s, but we've used it recently given the terrible le- <laughs> life that apparently we're all living and we're calling it a hellscape. Yeah, look, COVID and all that was pretty bad. Yes. But I reckon, you know, if we could get someone from the dead who lived through the Black Plague or something. From the 1890s. Like in, in the London, yeah. or through the London fires. Just or something. ask like one I of your feel- school friends. Fuck her <laughs> Bugger off. <laughs> Producer Alicia's Maps in a Minute. Yeah, if you're like Cliff and I and busy with life, <laughs> you don't have time to watch 
nine to 12 hours of Married at First Sight. Something like that. Something crazy. Four episodes a week. Yep. Movie length. Yeah. Yeah, they are. 90 minutes to two hours every episode. Mm. So luckily, our lovely producer, Alicia, is going to wrap it all up for us in a neat little bow in under 60 seconds. Do you do this just for the segment or, like, be honest now, would you Mm. be watching maths if it didn't involve your job? Um, I probably wouldn't have watched it (laughs) Really? my job. I've not, I used to watch it, but I've never, ever made it through the entire series because I get sick of the scandals. Well, put it on a timesheet, baby. Yes. (laughs) We're loving the segment. We love it. All I I was just double checking with you. So last week we're remembering um, there was a kissing scandal. Yep. Mm. Some couples were told they can leave if they want to. And we spoke to Jesse earlier this week, whose wife was the kisser. Correct. Okay. You you remember more than you let on. Right? (laughs) The the Daily Mail gave us a run after our chat with Jesse as well, too. So, yeah, you can get that at the Cliff Farm Bronte podcast. But. On Listener. New week, new 60 seconds leash. New scandal, as new always. New scandal, <laughs> all right. I'll tell you all about it. She do it in 60 seconds. Maths in a minute, producer Alicia. Your time starts now. At the commitment ceremony, Janelle and Adam both write leave after last week's cheating scandal. And Jesse writes leave, but Claire chose to stay and try to make amends. Harrison turned up solo because Bronte's sick and he put on an embarrassing performance on the couch, even pretending to cry. Sandy and Dan's week-long spiral starts as Dan blindsides her by admitting to the experts that he's not sexually attracted to her. Before they return home to consummate their marriage for the first time? Before Dan disappears for six hours and ignores all his wife's attempts to communicate. Claire's dad comes to lunch and gives the couple some advice, which Claire takes on board and treats hubby Jesse to a week of dates and activities. Bronte's sister's not convinced by Harrison's performance, and Lyndall and Cam's families come head to head over a hug. A pocket dial sends the experiment into spirals as on Boys Night Out, new wife Evelyn receives a pocket dial from hubby Rupert, and overhears Dan and Hugo speaking poorly of their wives. This all comes to head at the dinner party where Dan seems unapologetic to the group and Hugo's in heat with new wife Taylor. Evelyn won't let Dan talk his way out of it and holds him accountable, and Dan abruptly leaves the dinner party. That was stunning. Wow, a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, When people try and fake cry, is there anything? It's so embarrassing. And it was like the talk of the week between the other contestants. All the other contestants were like, was Harrison serious? Like, what was going on there? Like, wiping away no tears. He was just, yeah, on the couch on his own, pretending to feel empathy for his sick wife when it clearly wasn't real. (laughs) And And, and did I hear right? There was a couple there. um, Old mate is like, I'm not sexually attracted to you. And then they went home and... And then they went home and consummate it. Correct. And weird. Okay. <laughs> the last thing, um, the pocket dial. When yeah. have you ever received a pocket <laughs> dial from someone and can clearly hear what it's is being It's very like? convenient, when, mate, isn't it? On reality television. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have promised a hack mm. that will transform the way you eat sandwiches for the rest of your life. Why are we not doing this? Like, we should have done this. Prime time, you reckon? Prime time. 7.30 to 8.30, guys. That's Broadway. <laughs> Everyone wants to be on Broadway. Uh, no, well, we're sneaking it in before the end of the show, which mm. is important. Um, I am a sandwich person. You are. I love a sandwich. I have a sandwich nearly every day yep. for lunch. Yum. Uh, you a sandwich girl? <sighs> Not oh, you're really. A meat, you're a meat and three veg yeah, kind of person. I'm, I mean, if I go somewhere and there's either rolls or sandwiches available, I'm a mm. sandwich girl, yes. 
Is it? Is it the? Oh, well, I'm not. I don't discriminate. I'll go rolls as well. Too. Yeah. No, I just there's too is much the bread in a roll. Stuff, no, no. Your guts can be a bit weird. Yeah. I know. No, I just don't like so much bread. Whereas with a right. sandwich, at least you know you're getting the ingredients quicker. Sometimes you got to wade through too much in a roll. Carbs on meat, usually with the addition of cheese, <laughs> yes. it's all wins for me. Um, but the way that I have transformed my lunch lately, my sandwiches lately, doesn't actually involve the sandwich. Oh. It's the addition of a side. Oh. To my sandwich. Okay. So I, Guy Clifton, am now, and everyone should try this, on the side of my sandwich I'm putting, drum roll please, potato chips. It's very American of you. Right? Now that's funny you say that because I was watching a movie or something and there was an old bloke eating a sandwich and it had a side of potato crisps. Yes. Or potato chips, whatever you want to call them. Yes. Um, just, I just want to clarify, not hot chips or anything no, like that. No, no. I'm just talking about your crinkle cut Smiths or your thins. Kettle, shout Your out. kettle, yeah, yeah. whatever. Red Rock Deli, if you're rich. Oh, my God. Must be nice. Um, but, yeah, I saw that on a movie and I'm like, I'm going to give that a go because we had some little packets for the kids' lunchboxes or whatever of just chips. Yes. So I just made a ham and cheese, ham, cheese and tomato sandwich it was, and I I had a little pile of salt and vinegar chips on the side. And I think, like, it's a twofold kind of win. Like, number one, you get that extra hit of saltiness Mm -hmm. or whatever and an extra hit of crunch on what is usually a a soft kind of sandwich. Do you put the chips on the sandwich? No, I just put it on the side. And that was the second thing. You feel a little bit fancier because you've got a side on your lunch. (laughs) Uh, Because this is what the first time I saw it was in the States and Mm. when you order something and you first go over there and you think it comes with a side of chips, as in hot chips, and then you come out and there's a side side of of potato chips and you're like... Got Not a side of it. hot chips on the side of it. Oh, uh, chips. That's prime time worthy. That's okay, 7.30 tomorrow. Right, oh, Michelle, my <laughs> wife, you're home today. Fire up the air for I love. <laughs> you Can you beat Bronte? I need to ask you some questions. It's worth 50 bucks today if you want it 13, 10, 60. John played a couple of months ago. And you smashed him. But despite that, John, you insist you are good at general knowledge and trivia, mate. Mate, the next couple of minutes will tell. Oh, Johnny. Bring her down, John. What happened? Do you remember how badly I destroyed you? Oh, I think it was, yeah, five to two or something like that, Bronte. <laughs> yeah, that's a flog, right, John. I, I'm back again. All right. Round Let's two, give it a baby. Run. Round two, ding, ding, let's spot. <laughs> Bronte's off into the soundproof booth, John, and I'll put 30 seconds on the clock for you. Good to go, mate. Good to go. Time starts now. Which artist is known for cutting off his own ear? Van Gogh. How many minutes does it take for light from the sun to reach the earth? 24 hours. What fabric is made from worm excretion? Uh, Silk. True or false, the name Erin means island. True. In the Disney movie Cars, which famous actor voiced the character Lightning McQueen? Uh, Who's the Tom, main... uh, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. That one I don't know. Fair guess. Uh, Bronte's on her way back in. It'll be the same 30 seconds and the same five questions. I want a we'll different see 30 how she seconds. goes. Same no, 30 don't seconds say that, you're every gonna day. Sabotage, you're going to sabotage. Oh, yeah, I can find a, no, don't. a, a shorter 30 no, seconds no, if no, you like. No, 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 I regret being sassy. 30 seconds is 30 seconds, Thank and you. your time starts now. 
What famous artist is known for cutting off his own ear? Van Gogh. How many minutes does it take for light from the sun to reach the earth? Oh. Um, a day. What fabric is made from worm excretion? Silk. True or false? The name Erin means island. False. In the Disney movie Cars, which famous actor voiced the character Lightning McQueen? Um, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I know. Main character. Owen Wilson. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you all answered. You answered all oh. five, I should say, both of you. Good job, John and me. Back <laughs> um, <laughs> But how do we go? Producer Alicia. Uh, so Van Gogh is no cutting off his ear. Both of you got that one correct. It only takes light eight minutes to reach the earth. Both of you said a day. So <laughs> way mm. shot it. Yeah. Oh, silly. I mean, good guess. Yeah. Think, it did yeah. say in the question how many minutes. I know. You know. Yeah, but I think the go-to is like, oh, everything's 24 uh, hours exactly. when you're talking calendars and space and light. You get it, mate. Um, silk is made from worm excretion. Both of you got that one correct. Erin does mean island. That was true, which John got correct. Oh, Bronte said false. Oh, no. Um, and in the Disney movie, Lightning McQueen is voiced by Owen Wilson, which Bronzy got correct. John guessed at Tom Hanks, which means you both got three correct. Oh, which means oh, benefit of the doubt. John Boy, 50 bucks coming your way. Thank you, finally. Oh, wow, huh? It was close, Bronte. It was, I mean, it yeah. was It was even, John. I would so. say Bronte's still probably ahead in the scheme of things, John. Absolutely. But I like John. John sounds like a nice person. I, I want the you. battle to continue. Yeah. Call us again in a few more months, John, okay? Most definitely. There is a lady over in England who has found herself with a new member of the household. Her name is Cindy Lau, and she bought several fish um, in order to prepare for a special Chinese New Year dinner that she was going to host for her and her friends. And so she bought a few fish. She said she bought um, some sea bass and a crucian carp. And uh, fancy, right? Despite the fish, <laughs> up here it's barramundi. <laughs> yeah, battered. Uh, but no fresh fish on ice for over forty-eight hours, and then kept in the fridge overnight. So very fresh. You would all assume that the fish had crossed over, and what, had it no longer had it not. <laughs> not one of them. You're kidding. Despite what uh, a mutant fish. <laughs> despite everything he'd been through, Lazarus, the uh, Crucian carp, when she went to start cooking this Chinese New Year dinner, she noticed that the carp's gills were moving. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, that's classic. She realised that Lazarus <laughs> had survived. Figured it was a bit of a miracle. Thought, okay, let's see if we can really bring this fish back to life. Popped him in the bath. Wow. Weeks later, they've now got a new pet they, fish. True. Uh, well, I say true story. I don't know if he's yanking my chain or not, but my grandfather mm. once told me a story before he passed away uh, that he had a goldfish in a bowl that jumped out and he got home from the shops or whatever and the goldfish was, he reckoned it was dry on the carpet and he didn't know what to do. So he picked up the goldfish and was like, I throw it in the bowl, deal with it later. Yeah. Came back an hour later. Goldfish exactly. is swimming around in the bowl. Just wanted a bit of attention. I get it. And so <laughs> we wanted to know on 131060, what is the unconventional way that you got a pet? Like, oh, I like that. Not yeah. adopting or obviously you can buy yeah. from pet, sto- pet stores. 
Have you got a pet in your life or have you had a pet in your life that you got in an unconventional way? I'd love someone who has an accidental pet. Yes. Like maybe the animal just started rocking up, you started feeding it, mm-hmm. 10 minutes later, that's your pet. Yeah. Or the other one too is kids will often domesticate wild animals. <laughs> yes. I tried to do that with magpies until I had a dream about scary magpies. So Yeah, they're friendly until they have babies of their own. Exactly. Uh, we got a rabbit uh, when we lived on the Gold Coast. Out of a magician's hat. <laughs> she was just on the side of the road and we lived in like suburban Gold Coast and we were just driving along and mum was like, is that a rabbit on the side of the road? Which we then took home. It was clearly a domesticated rabbit. Mm. In case you don't know, rabbits are illegal in Queensland. Yeah. We put an ad in the paper to say, you know, did someone lose your rabbit? If not, we'll look after it. The Could council you, yeah. called and were like, Please get rid of that rabbit. We will find you. So we made rabbit stew. No! It was delicious. He's living in tweed heads now over the border. But (laughs) 131060. We sent him to the big farm in the sky. (laughs) How did you get the pet? What unconventional way or weird way did you somehow get a pet? Bridget's here, mate. What's the unconventional way that you got your pet? Well, I live on uh, Magnetic Island. It was the early days of living on the island, so we kind of didn't know any better. Um, The... Two ducks just wandered up our driveway one day and they were fully grown ducks, like they were pretty big. And I was like, oh, these must be someone's pet. I'll bring them in, feed them, you know, give them some water. Popped it on Facebook, you know, anyone missing these two ducks? And no, we still had them. Well, we still got one eight years later. Wow. What? The other one, um, they must have been a same-sex couple because it was – Unfortunately, died in an intimate accident. Um, It had its back broken um, by the other duck. Oh. Wow. Okay, well, that took a really, really (laughs) bizarre twist. Duck love is love, okay? Duck love is love. We love all forms of love. Pride week for ducks. (laughs) Uh, 131060, Dana is here right now. Uh, Dana, how'd you get your pet? Uh, pulled over to move a large bird off the road that had been hit by a car mm. and she had three babies under her wing. <sighs> and so we ended up with three, uh, like, American-type Thanksgiving turkeys as pets. <laughs> <laughs> have, you still, have you still got them or a few Thanksgiving Yeah, they were, they were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> this was many years ago. Oh. Uh, we kept them until they got too big for the yard and then we gave them mm. to a friend that had a Holby farm. I like oh. to, they weren't just the uh, like your bush scrub turkeys. The like, ones that just build forts. Yeah. How, how Aussie turkeys are very ugly compared to the <laughs> oh my God, American ones. Sorry, to this. guys, but it's the truth. <sighs> uh, we got nickname here Blondie on 131060. Blondie, how'd you get your pet? Um, so, my cat, uh, my dog used to like have like an invisible fence and mm. she'd never leave the yard. And one day I went out there and there's this cat playing with her in the front yard like a little kitten. Yeah. And I couldn't work out why this cat was in the yard. And then I put posts on Facebook, rang the vet, you know, did everything that you would to try and find this cat and its owner. And no one ever came forward. And seven years later, I still got her. I wanted to name her Tammy, but my partner said that's a fat girl's name. So now her name's Bambi. <laughs> oh, that's a cute cat. Sorry to all Tammies out there. Yeah, God, the we're offending too. turkeys, Tammies. Yeah, ducks. Alicia, <laughs> we're going to end on you. Um, Alicia, how'd you get your pet? 
Um, I've got two. I've got a galah that crashed and knocked itself out in the side of the house. Um, they do that. We often, tried don't releasing they? it. Yeah, they do. We tried releasing it twice, but fell in love with it. And they can't fly very well. So no, that's very good. Expensive You've saved its life, mate. Like I know, and it talks and everything now, and even coughs. So it freaks me out because I think someone's in my backyard, and it's my galah coughing. Oh wow! And our, our other animal is a, a possum. It lives in our mop bucket. Oh. oh, well, no expense spared when it comes to accommodation <laughs> for the possums at your yeah. house. Bird got it all. It got the fancy yeah, cage. Alpha Bucks, we play one more time this week, tomorrow, Friday, the 3rd of March, Bronte. And your clue, the lady who played today, Claire, I think her name was, yep. did not listen to the podcast, no. this part right here. But also she has four kids under the age of seven. We so get it. I get it, Claire. Forgivable. But if you're listening right now, you will now know that your clue is French toast. French toast. So F, F is your letter. Mm-mm-mm. French toast. Mm. My dad yeah. makes a good French mm. toast. I like French He's in toast. town. Maybe I'll make him make me some French toast. Come on, JP. Come Whip on, up some French toast. <laughs> um, it's your Alpha Bucks free answer for tomorrow. Friday morning we're playing on Hit and Listener. That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.